0: Before we get started with anything else, first of all, of course, sponsored by 2StrongCoffee.com slash TYT. We slightly made that up, but still you get it, it'll help 2StrongCoffee.com slash TYT. And it gives money to progressive causes. It is. Flat out the most delicious coffee you've ever had. It's not even close. Okay, uh, so we're moving on since that issue is settled. Uh, before we got started, uh, Ben Glebe, who's just a bit of an awesome comic, not a big deal, um, uh, we were talking about there's two Bens. It's going to be hard. And so Ben said, Hey, you know, I go by Glebe anyway. You can call me Glebe. But then I started thinking, Ben G, Benny G? Uh, and. Uh, And there's just a lot of ways to go with it and Benny G kind of makes you sound like a gangster. Uh, like an old school gangster. Hey, what's Benny G up to these days anyway, <laughs> huh, mister?
1: I like that interpretation of it, but it also makes me sound a little bit like a smooth saxophone player. And it does.
2: I, that's what I, that's right. It's really, no, 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 no. I know you guys expected to see Kenny G, I'm sorry. This is Benny G yes. performing tonight. Yeah, letting down
1: yeah. people who already have yeah. very mellow expectations.
2: Yeah, that's right. He plays the clarinet and he's had a few lessons and he's very <laughs> pleased that this many people would show up, right? Yeah.
1: I'm more known for my kazoo work, really. So we do compete <laughs> in some ways. Uh-huh, all right. All right. May, so maybe not Benny G,
0: although smooth jazz is an excellent way to kidnap people. Um, so <laughs> Lull them into complacency. Totally. Like everything's going to be okay. Just come this way. Come this way. It's so smooth. So smooth. <laughs> okay. Um, so and lots to talk about as usual, uh, which is to say nothing at all. Um, but, uh, but, Glebe, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. You you know, you went and did that thing with um, uh, going to the uh, restaurant down in Orange County. Uh, They're the anti vaxxers, anti maskers. Uh, Benny M, I don't know how many of these you caught, but Glebe's been killing it all over the country. Like, (laughs) he he ambushed Charlie Kirk in such an awesome way. I mean, he's the only one I've ever seen execute a, a dolphin
1: embryo ambush.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, did you get the best of Charlie Kirk? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Which isn't saying much, but I'd like to think. No,
2: of. it's uh, uh, well, I, I, I've seen uh, I, I've seen a couple. Uh, it's been a while. Maybe I've just seen one, to be honest. But I, I, let me just say this about about Glebe. Um I don't know whether Ben remembers because he's been, you know, he's done many many programs. But uh, uh, we co-hosted uh, one show together when during the current show. Um, The three of us and uh, I I honestly I don't remember ever laughing that hard uh, on the air as as that day.
1: So I have
2: I have enormously fond uh, fond memories of that and it's probably been how long ago was that the current show, Jack? Has it been ten years or something
0: close? Current TV? Oh
2: wow! No, it. it, I think we wrapped up in
0: 2013, maybe even 14. So Uh, seven. It's been like eight
2: eight years, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So long, I forgot. and and my feelings aren't hurt that, that you haven't laughed as hard with me before, but it's, <laughs> I'm not I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm not I'm not at all going to cry about it tonight.
2: I haven't ever laughed that hard in a three way on the current show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If he had laughed as hard with you over me, a professional comedian, I'd be offended. So yeah, something right, gets yeah. offended one way or the other.
2: Well, we've done we've done thousands of hours too. Probably have. Do you think we've done over a thousand hours? Yeah, we've definitely oh, done over yeah. a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, it was a it was a you were you were inspiring. So I've you know followed your career with a great interest since then. I Was very pleased to find out that you would be on the show today.
1: Yeah. Thanks, thank you. It's gonna be with you again. You know, Benny G.
0: He's followed your career with. A plum. That's how much he's followed it. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, we're going to get to the dolphin embryo in a second because uh, there's actually a part of the story I'm not clear about. Um, but uh, so you went down to the uh, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker max uh, restaurant down in Orange County, and you got your <laughs> at, uh, you got your ass thrown out of there. Is what I was yeah, going to so say. Did. so I'll just say it. <laughs> uh, they roughed you up a little bit, manhandled you, uh, and. Uh, you know, Ben, I don't know if this is disturbing to you, but you pop into my head every once in a while. <laughs> uh, and I remember that great line you had, which I'll butcher now, uh, but like, I'm so sorry for protecting people.
1: <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry for protecting everybody. <laughs> yeah, and so
0: I, I was going to a local grocery store here and this guy comes up to me and goes, hey, I know who you are. And I was like, Okay, that's weirdly hostile to begin with. <laughs> uh, like, hey, I, I recognize you as totally
2: fine. Hey, I know who you are. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you're awesome. like you also the great suggestion there that like you go into the grocery store incognito, you were hiding it. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I look like a schlep, but I look like a schlep uh, on air. So I don't think I'm hiding yeah, anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that who you are, though, kind of sounded like I know what you're up to. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. And he's like, you're part of that Glebe crew, aren't you? <laughs> uh, <I laughs> like Betty that. Cheese crew. They they run the they run the numbers <laughs> downtown. You think we don't know? Uh, anyway, so he says I'm the lawyer for that restaurant, and oh, wow. uh, and and so he saw the segment we did on you, and I was gonna go do an interview before you went, right? Or I asked the guy to come on, the restaurant owner to come on, and he said come down to Orange <laughs> County and uh, and I'll do an interview with you, and I was like. No, it's not that important. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but anyway, so they know me, I guess, in a couple of different ways, and he's and and then he started yelling at me, and I was like, "Look, guys, you assaulted Ben. It's on camera, okay? Your guys did, and now you're here, and you're trying to get into grocery stores when you know there's a mass mandate, and every store is going to say no." So you drove all the way up from Orange County to be jackasses to us here, and and then it it devolved from there. Suffice it to say,
2: this was the lawyer. This was the so-called lawyer. yes. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a. It's not a super lawyerly move. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. No. It's no. like
1: the lawyer from Fletch, waiting <laughs> for Fletch on the lanai behind the building. Right. Just the <laughs> advisable location for his delinquent client. You can tell how much of a case they've got there against me and against you. They are not instead of filing actual charges. there, wait until you come shopping at the market just to say hi. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love, I love these guys. They're like, hey, I
0: know you. I'm a freaking lawyer for that freaking restaurant. You want to meet back out back? No, we're already in front of a grocery store. If you wanted to find, I guess it's a perfectly good place. But you're, I don't think that's what you're supposed to do, counsel. He was Uh, trying
1: to get people to sign a petition to be a jackass. That was the major
0: (laughs) initiative. So we're yelling back and forth at each other and then uh, they, they, of course, they start filming. They're like, we have you on camera. I'm like, dude, I've got me on camera for a lot of hours <laughs> if you want me on camera. That's not going to be hard. Uh, you, well, you came to the right place, first of all. Uh, anyways, and then I went inside. I told the story before. I'm just saying it now because you're on Ben. Uh, so they go inside and one of the grocery store guys goes, don't worry. They're not masking and they don't have vaccines. They'll be dead soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, definitely definitely more likely than with people who actually care about their own health and that of others. I mean, it's a simple choice. Also, it's just so funny that these guys act like tough guys when they're the most fragile people possible. They're acting all tough, but a piece of paper on their mouth destroys their freedom. I mean, talk about being a snowflake, it's pretty incredible. Hundred percent. I was talking to a doctor
0: recently, and I was like, they, he he had to let go of people who refused to do masks and and vaccines, right? Because they're working at a hospital, and he and this doctor happens to be in charge of one of the units, and he's like, you know, I didn't like it. It's it's an absolute shame, but we wear masks for surgery. We've been wearing masks for a long, long time in this hospital. You can't all of a sudden go. Hey, you know what, we're going to open heart surgery, but hashtag freedom, okay,
1: <laughs> it's not how it works. Yeah, and they show they show even some of these conspiracy theorists will, you know, will point out. We used masks for every major pandemic, even the Spanish flu in 1918. People are like, yep, they pushed that population control back then. What do you think the the grand plan here is of those in control of the planet? To push population control by making us mask up for a year or so once every 100 years. What are they accomplishing? (laughs) We didn't live in tunnels after the Spanish flu and never get to venture outside again. It's an absurd.
2: Were we really trying to control the population in 1918? I mean, there were like 4,000 people in the whole country. I mean, I think we're pretty desperate for people at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And by the way, the Spanish flu, which, of course, I had to read into every flu and every vaccine and every, you know, pandemic in history because of these guys. And uh, it turns out it's actually the Kansas flu. It, can, it uh, The most uh, likely theory is that it came from a military fort in America. It's called the Spanish flu because the Spanish government was the only one that allowed anyone to talk about it. And so people thought it came from Spain. But I think that if they were going to do population control, they wouldn't enforce mass mandates during the Spanish flu. They would spread the Spanish flu, right? (laughs) which killed an unreal number of people. I mean, we got over four million dead across the world now on coronavirus, but I think if I, the Spanish flu killed, I I forget now, but at least 25 million people uh, back when there was around 26 million people on the planet,
2: and and uh, and the Spanish it, flu didn't, and and maybe you've you know I'm I, I did a lot of Spanish flu reading in March and April of 2020, but yeah, <laughs> now that's right. I became less. In, but I mean the number of. Uh, You know the 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 one of the you know if there's a there are no blessings to the uh, coronavirus to COVID, but uh, but thankfully uh, you know it has not hit children as hard as people feared it would in the beginning, and they're they they're sturdier than many other segments of the population when they get it. That was not true with the Spanish flu, you know. So I mean, it killed a ton of kids and ended a lot of lives early and premature
1: population control of reducing the population numbers is not apparently what they were going for with their population control. They just wanted people slightly humbled back then and again now by having a mass. So you'd be your same self, but just a little more Sheepish out in public, and that was their (laughs) real goal,
2: yeah. And they've achieved
1: it, you guys. It's been truly devastating to people who've never spoken or been outside,
2: yeah. I I I
0: gotta confess, I gotta confess, guys, this is important breaking news on old school. We never get uh breaking news on old school. I I talked to the White House earlier today, and uh, and they asked me, Are they slightly sheepish? Yeah, I think they're slightly (laughs) sheepish. Did we get them?
2: Yeah, those that that the new world order, that that the Bilderberg people, that's what they're looking for is sheepishness. That's really that's yep. number one on their. It's uh, yeah. the
1: new world border. They just want <laughs> us a little more bored than before. That's, right. that's all it is. <laughs> Just whatever it does to just reduce our productivity in the workplace, which normally they say is the opposite. They want us to be as productive as possible. And now they want us to shut down businesses. They're on every side of anything they can just make an argument about that gets them a couple more Twitter views as they report live from their cars. If I get one more video sent to me by my conspiracy theorist friend from high school of a source that's more has more authority than organizations funded with billions of dollars to research these things of a dude outside of a gym in his car saying, here's the real story. Dude, you don't even have an office in your home, let alone a studio, you're in your car, so your wife won't hear you, you have no authority on this. (laughs) No, 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 there goes
0: Benny G again.
1: Running the real
0: good, you see. Come on down to Gleamtown. <laughs> so you say that, Ben. But today on the show, we did the story of the QAnon cult who's still waiting in Dallas for JFK and JFK Jr. to return to anoint Trump president, <laughs> and and they know the reptilian humans are going to be very mad about that, and they might not even continue to eat children. Oh. So. Old okay. words the from them, huh? Yeah. So that, that's why they're really worried about those guys down in down in Dallas, because they, they've got this thing figured out because they're following a guy whose handle is negative 48. <laughs> okay. Now we've had a lot of weirdo profits throughout the years, right? But I don't know if any have been as imaginatively named as negative 48. Uh and and they genuinely believe that negative 48 is talking to god and god is telling i mean well all the people to
1: pick why not positive 48 well why that not? makes sense they they thrive off of negativity and this person is 3 more negative than their favorite negative 45 who we just got out of office shortly ago <laughs> i just started working out by the way i'm doing two workout things i'm doing pilates and i'm doing f45 and i'm just doing f45 because of the name it's an incredible name for a workout program. It's my life philosophy, it's my Twitter bio, F45. So-
2: Is that a real thing?
1: That's a real thing. It's. What? I don't think it's called that for any reason, but I give it meaning whenever I remember that, it helps me get through those last few
2: sets. What so, uh, What? what, see, what do you do? What is, what is that? What is F45? What happens at F45? Just give me a 10 second F45. It's like
1: 45 sets all at like 12 different stations. So every two minutes you do another station, every 30 seconds, another set of reps, you're constantly shocking your muscles. And it's the exact opposite of Pilates because in F45, they're literally playing like songs like from the window to the wall. And then I go to Pilates (laughs) and they're like, uh, pretend like as you lift your heels, like you have stilettos on ladies. And I'm like, excuse (laughs) me, I'm also in this class. <laughs> I know I'm the only dude here, but it's quite a dichotomy in the uh, range of my workouts these days. See, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do F45, uh, but I, I like your interpretation
0: of F45. Thank you. But it reminds me of like a tough, uh, like you know, jet, you know, uh, and and <laughs> I, I, I don't want anything tough in my workout. Like I, I barely want to go in the first place. Yes. Like if you give me an F 45, like, okay, you make it a stealth fighter, then I'm going.
1: Okay. Well, the the second that the federal government heard that there was an F 45, they immediately bought 3,000 of them just to sit on an airfield, not even knowing it's. Not even a plane, but they just appropriated a couple trillion dollars to spend on them. It's amazing how fast you can get these contracts. Yeah, they, they gave a couple trillion dollars to your jazzer
0: size yep. Yep. <laughs> group. Um, and so, but the funny thing is, uh, 45 would hate F-45, and not because it says F-45, yes. but because if you guys remember, he thought that um, and probably presumably still thinks that exercise is bad for you because it depletes your energy and you only have a finite amount of energy uh, in, in any person's life. And he thinks he has really good genes, really strong genes from Germany. <laughs> he actually said that, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that concept. And so he doesn't want to deplete uh, the energy in his, in his body. Um, that's partly why I think No, like the birth certificate, birther stuff and all those conspiracy theories. The election is stolen. No, I think
1: he genuinely believes it. Like He's ready to believe any dumbass conspiracy theory. Well, it's funny that he has energy theories because it applies somewhat to him. Dumb people can neither be created nor destroyed. You just got to live with them.
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because we had a couple of comments come in from our members and you also you can use YouTube super chat. We allow it Biden flavor corn pop said they may be dead soon, but they're going to take us with them. And of course that's the concern these days not as much, but but hopefully by March when the pill comes out, we won't have to worry about any of this. And Jesse James 702 on Twitch just said Glebe rules, so like that's that. good. And, I, and funny enough, Jesse James 702 is my new prophet. So, <laughs> funny
1: perfect. I love that. We're uh, we're ready to follow the words of Benny G. Straight to <laughs> Rattle Gun Town or to the altar, whatever it is. <laughs> okay. So you you then went
0: and debated Charlie Kirk uh, and uh, Ben uh, Benny M. If you haven't seen this. He shows a, a picture of an embryo and he says, you sure this human, you sure this human and Charlie Kirk's like, I'm 100% sure. And he's like, well, it's a dolphin embryo, uh,
1: <laughs> it was awesome. And then I continued uh. to kind of berate him as he looked to his producers like, was that caught on film? I was like, do you often confuse humans and dolphins? You go to Seaworld and think that's a human baby in that aquarium, get him out of there. And he was just stuck and had to take a beating for a minute, it
2: was pretty good. No, no, 'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. I love <laughs> uh, I, I'm fascinated by uh, by all those guys, Charlie Kirk and uh, Jack, whatever his name is. and then uh, who's the and then the craziest one? who's the craziest one with the dad? The guy who's probably a criminal. The one with the dad, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's <laughs> it right there. That's right. Uh, now, who's the dude who, um, Forget everybody's name now, but who's the guy who's uh, de- like uh, the, he kept setting up uh, like sting operations? Not the not the O'Keefe character. Um, like any this other one may have committed a crime. It'll it'll come to you. You'll think of it. But let's move <laughs> on.
0: You mean is this Cernovich? I don't know. George no, no, not
2: Bush? That's, that's again. Again, you've got the two. It was Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. and George W. Third thank So revenge is a uh, attack on
1: his father. Uh, is that the guy? <laughs>
2: Anyway, I can't remember. That guy's the craziest of all. But uh, uh, he's got the. Here's my hint was about to be. He's got the same last name as his father. Is that helpful? (laughs) Oh, I got it. Andrew Giuliani. (laughs) Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Jesus, there are a lot of them. My God, Yeah, Holy crap. So, uh, oh, crazy right winger who makes
0: up stuff. Um, Alex Jones. I wonder if anyone has the tape. Of the one time that I went on Alex Jones show that was also about eight years ago. That was during the current TV days and uh, he had come on the current TV show and I went on his show and the reason I went on a show uh, and mind you eight years ago, we knew Alex Jones was crazy, but he he was not in my like as far as I knew he was not dangerous, right? So now this many years later, we realized no, he's dangerous. Uh, although some of us realize that, uh, others still go on podcasts with them uh, and and pretend to be neutral anyways uh, so uh, so when I was on there to our to the point of our earlier conversation guys I asked them like endless questions about okay, but then what happens right I, uh, Glebe, I think you you probably would have really liked this right like like he's like, okay well then you know what happens it's the globalists do this and I'm like <laughs> okay, great, that's fine. but then what happens? right? And so because I was trying to get to the bottom of the rabbit hole where we find out, ta-da, this is what the plan is of the globalist, elitist, this, that, the other thing. And and it turns out at the end, they kill 90% of us. So it's oh. it's always population control and etc. And I said, okay, Alex, that's fine. But if these people are money hungry, greedy, horrible, globalist, elitists. Why would they kill ninety percent of us? They'd make less money that way.
1: Right.
2: And then I wanna, and You're right in the sense that that getting them to play out the string, like, yeah, and then and then and then will ultimately expose them to some extent, except I'm sure they'll just find a way to start over. But it also means that you gotta sit there through like and you know, guys like Alex Jones, they can just talk well and then and then and then and then and then, and then of course eventually it'll make no sense, but they'll just as I said, they'll just double back to some place in the middle and restart. But
1: but this brings up a much more interesting conundrum. I think you just hit on Cenk is that if they're truly believing that these all powerful globalists are trying to eventually kill 90% of the people. Why are all of these alt right conservative broadcasters trying to make damn sure they're in the top. 10% of annoying people, because they're going to be killed first. I mean, if you're trying to be in the 10 safe percent, maybe stop spouting such annoying rhetoric day in and day out. Well, I
0: mean, it's actually in a sense worse than that if you believe any of that nonsense, right? Like These people are so dangerous and they're so powerful, they can kill 90% of the people on Earth. That's why I'm the one out here telling you who they are and trying to out them. if they were that powerful, then right. wouldn't you be the
1: first to go? Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. he's exposing our plan perfectly. They're not that powerful slash they don't exist. Every day he's exposing our plan perfectly. What can we do if only we were very rich and powerful? I don't know what our plan could be <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> they're like, no, we're gonna kill 90% of the people on Earth. But with
0: Alex Jones, I don't know, man, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But again, it doesn't have don't to make sense. Start a war with information with this guy, do we? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I mean, if you want to lie to people,
0: you <laughs> you then call yourself your show the info wars. <laughs> I'm going to declare a war on information. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little on the nose, a little on the nose but um, very much <laughs> okay so Ben the the part I don't know is so you do the dolphin thing on Charlie I heard that you got kicked out at some point which is now becoming a bit of
1: your specialty so how did it end <laughs> So I made sure that I negotiated with them before I traveled to his Phoenix turning point studio that I could film it with my own camera so I posted the full debate, including the ending on my youtube channel from my iphone but um, i did the whole debate and then he asked if i would do a bonus round of 10 minutes more to finish up and i said sure for bonus content and that's when i really pulled out my final stop and i said to him here's what i don't understand about you conservatives that claim to love freedom so much And claim to love the rule of law so much in our constitution yet at every turn you try and take away freedoms from people to vote. You try to take away our right to vote, you try to take away the very belief in our constitution, you try to take away the ability for people to have free and fair elections to be represented fairly by the populace. And you even try to take away the very democracy ourselves by funding January 6th, I mean, you were the main sponsor of Trump's rally on Jan 6th. You sent buses of people, I had all this this information ready. You sent buses of people there to make sure they were there. You were podcasting live during the thing, saying that people should go fight. And you're getting hundreds of messages a minute saying we're gonna go fight and take back our country. And so, and he goes, I did nothing to do with with January 6th. And I kept saying, really, you didn't do all these things? And he can't deny any of them. He's getting very flustered. So he tries to end the whole thing and he goes and stands up. On top of me, and he's 6'6, and I'm still seating, sitting, he's towering over me, trying to intimidate me. And I just find had to make this final point. And I said, so You're telling me you have nothing to do with Jan 6, you take no responsibility for it. He goes, none whatsoever. So I say, oh, so I guess something that you did that had unintended consequences, you shouldn't be held accountable for it, it shouldn't ruin your life. Maybe much like women who had the unintended consequence of a pregnancy they weren't expecting, that shouldn't be held accountable and have their life ruined by this pregnancy. So if you want leniency for that, maybe give them a little leniency for this. And I stood up. And shook his hand and he storms off and he goes, you're the domestic terrorist. And he walks off his own set. And I said, you ginned up an insurrection against our country. And I got the last word in and then he had security come and hover over us until we got our bags and got out of there. Wait a minute, I don't understand. It sounds like you were doing free speech, Ben.
0: I know, weird, right? And I'm I'm nearly positive Charlie's main theme is free speech. My mistake, I shouldn't have tried that. I oh, t- I know what it was, you honed in on his territory. Yeah. Yes, look at this yeah. Benny G trying to squeeze into my free speech corner over here. <laughs> no, 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 free speech for
1: me, not for you, okay, wise guy. <laughs> it was pretty wild. I mean, yeah. just the fact that he he, he just had no response. There's so many times that I owned him. I have, now I'm not great at releasing my own stuff, so I'm working on a bunch more memes from that debate. But one of them I'll be releasing in the near term will be called something like charlie kirk owned on abortion 27 times in seven minutes like i'm gonna take just all the highlights i owned him many times in that debate not just the dolphin clip and he had no response because i had facts on my side i had compassion on my side and he just had trying to have an issue to divide us further with a wedge issue to create More chaos in our society for something he doesn't really care about and doesn't believe. I mean, he kept saying, I said to him, do you have friends Charlie that have had abortions? He goes, yes, I do. And I'm like, so you're calling them murderers? Why are you friends of murderers, Charlie? Just at every turn, it made no sense. I was like, how old are you, Charlie? And he goes, 27. I go, why didn't you say 28? If you believe life begins at conception, why don't you start counting 10 months earlier when your life supposedly began? He just didn't have, it was pretty great. It was like Rocky at the end of one of the movies. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the no,
0: uh, did, sorry i keep cutting you off other ben uh,
2: but uh you know i when i just can i just say real quick that i just you didn't deny however that you are the real domestic terrorist i just want to point that out i did never i did not hear the words no actually i'm not a domestic terrorist listen benny a little
1: mystery understand <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah
0: um Mm-hmm. I didn't know words could make you a domestic terrorist. It's funny because <laughs> I thought that the right wing was definitely making the opposite argument. Anyways, no, but what I wanted to say, Ben, is that Charlie Kirk was in a now kind of an infamous debate with Hassan Piker at Politicon a bunch of years ago, right? I remember and, that, yep. yeah. Yeah, and, and I happened to yell something at Charlie because he was saying something ridiculous in the crowd because I couldn't help myself. Uh, and and then Charlie yelled back, which is now a bit of an internet meme. Uh, I live like a capitalist every day, Cenk. Okay, uh, <laughs> but- uh, Benny Wait, he, ch- he yelled back what? I live like a capitalist every day, Cenk. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> we but, all live like uh, capitalists. Still around. <laughs> yeah, you're one well, of those murderers. No, yeah. That's a trust fund baby that got all of his money fed to him by his father and gave him a real way to build himself up from his bootstrap from the penthouse to the other office in the penthouse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and it's funny because he basically works at a non-profit where everybody working there makes a lot of money. uh, Where they just take money from billionaires and then they do propaganda for them Well, you can call it marketing, you're gonna pretty it up a little bit, right? Uh, and so there's another guy who wrote a piece uh, that works at a think tank, a conservative think tank that we covered on The Young Turks today, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, just child tax credit, you know? Uh, well, it, it discourages people from getting real work, okay? People, you know, uh, and in fact, it even, you know, devalues the value of my work. Like, dude, you work at a think tank, yeah?" Like, <laughs> devalue your work, this is your work writing greasy op-eds in favor of corporate rule. And to try to take money away from the average American.
1: It's not not back- And he said in our debate that he's in favor of giving money to people per child that they have. So they'll just say anything to be on all sides of an issue except wherever a heart comes in, wherever compassion comes in. That's when they're like, wait a minute, I need to rethink things. What I said accidentally help someone in need, forget it. But the rhetoric, and it bends build back better brigade, as we move <laughs> right, yeah. towards a better future.
2: It's uh, it's pretty lame. But uh, I mean, the rhetoric coming out of that is really, I mean, it was going to be seven billion. Then it was going to be three and a half. Then they passed two point two. It'll end up, if it passes at all, like be one six two. You know, um, and like it's like child child tax credits, and you know, and 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 they act and they just with a straight face. This is the road towards socialism. I mean, we had so many more clearly paved roads toward socialism in American history than this.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad you said it. I don't think I've said it once or twice in passing on, on the Young Turks. But we never have a conversation about it in old school or in a relaxed setting. Build back better is the worst slogan ever,
2: right? It's terrible. It's goofy. It just doesn't. It's not. I mean, you know, what a shock that they that the Democrats can't quite sell a thing that, you yeah. know, an overwhelming percentage of the American people support when it's broken down. Fair. But we can't figure it out,
1: right? It's also oddly close to the thing they criticize so much. It's kind of close to "Make America Great Again," "Build yeah. Back Better" kind of saying we need to go back to building back, not building forward into the future. It's building back better to how we were better before.
2: It's not a far cry from, from no, and it's clear that just one out was alliteration. Like somebody yes. was like, no, no, Larry, man, they all start with B. Don't you see? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm glad I'm not the
0: one who took the crazy pill because I've always thought this is awful. It's the, the clunkiest thing I've ever heard, and I don't even know what it means. What build back
2: better that's not a thing. That's not you, yeah. you. You build made up, it up America made up to even better really than silly. it was before. I, I guess is their idea, but it's terrible. It's terrible because you have to think about it, and it and it enables the mostly the negative part of it is it is it is it, is it one. It's just it's silly, and you shouldn't do silly unless it, you got to do catchy. And it enables the, you know, Donald Trump MAGA was silly, but all he wanted to do was have the mainstream media make fun of it, right? That's useful to them. Is not useful to the Biden administration to have the media come up with other ways to describe it, right? But also, I
1: mean, it's at least a market improvement from what was I understood their first draft of it, which was. It was it was called originally Biden's Build Back Better Baby, endorsed by the Better Business Bureau. There were seven yeah. bees,
2: <laughs> and it seemed it didn't test well. It was a little clunky. It was, it was a little three, clunky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bees. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were they
0: were thinking of going with Buttigieg as VP, so they were <laughs> going to call themselves the Killer Bees. There was, <laughs> you know, it made sense. It made sense that night when everybody was high. <laughs> Could you imagine Biden picking it when he's high? And they're like, sir, can we sleep on this one? Talk about it in the morning. He's like, No, but I got this. Come on, man. I got this. Come on, you man. I, on, man, so I love bad. it. It's going to be even better. <laughs> All right. Um, or maybe they asked negative 48.
2: Uh, ben, we found the person you were referring to, Aaron. So did, uh, so did Texas, I. Steven Crowder. No, no, I was thinking of it's funny, I was thinking of <laughs> Jack Berkman, but really who I was thinking of is Jack Berkman's partner in gross malfeasance, uh Jacob Wall. That's who oh, I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And Berkman and Wall are like, you know, they make, you know, Jack Posobiec seem sort of reasonable.
0: Jacob Wall is like one of the funniest guys, unintentionally, of course, in in all of politics. <laughs> I don't know if he's, you know, still out or if they've taken his hashtag freedom away for all the weird, like, uh, alleged crimes he's committed while uh, doing his political hijinks. Uh, but yeah, he what was he once had like a, a tiny person with an Apple earpod pretending to be security for him. In the back of his press conference, there was like a guy who
1: was four foot one, with like an apple ear part. And then like, all right, uh, Jacob's on the move. He wanted a small security presence with a low profile and that's what he got. (laughs)
2: They,
1: They took him very literally.
0: He's the one that's like formed all these like different company fake companies and stuff. Now I'm paraphrasing. Go look it up.
2: Yeah, no, you're totally right. He did formed a lot of fake companies, and And he's in a lot of he's in a lot of trouble. But you know, somehow he'll you know he'll either not go to prison or serve seven months. Yeah, but
0: my favorite part of that was that they traced it back all to his mom's house, and he's like, well. It does appear to be my mom's house, but well, <laughs> I mean, you, know, mom's you know you're not
1: close to your family. You know you your family when you have to say it appears to be my mom's house. I can't actually. I haven't <laughs> been there in a very long time, but I think it might be. Yeah,
2: I'm not welcome there, but that appears to be <laughs> my mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was
0: Crowder because because uh, you said he had the dad thing, and that's what because Crowder's dad. Called in, called his son uh, in, called in sick on behalf of his son when he had to debate Sam Cedar. Like, no, 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 we can't, no, we can't actually do a debate. I mean, honestly, guys, everything they do is ironic, uh, hypocritical, etc. Steve Crowder's whole shtick was prove me wrong. He'd go to college campuses right. and he'd be like, "Just come in. Anybody can debate me." Anybody can debate me. I set up a little booth here. You come prove me wrong, right? And then Sam Cedar, like basically online, sits down at his booth and he's like, okay, I'm ready. And he's like, ah <laughs> <laughs> he's run away from two
1: different debates from him. At least I think we're doing well, two accounting. Well, I mean, in their defense, their playbook is to go and set up a booth next to college freshmen who are there during orientation week and are already very nervous and don't necessarily have all the facts as much as somebody does it for a living. And when they get confronted with a prof- with another professional broadcaster, they uh, get a little scared. So you got to understand that it, it, it makes their unfair game more fair, and that's not fair to them. yeah, yeah, that's that that is. Uh, now that you've explained
0: it that way, I mm-hmm. totally get it. Thank you. Uh, and and the electricians wrote in, all of them on Twitch. <laughs> uh, and they wrote, best buds Biden and Buttigieg barely build back better. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's got a good ring to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, 2024, <laughs> okay, after they kick out Kamala, uh, so which apparently is a thing. Anyways, Tyler Hackner wrote it on Super Chat. Democratic messaging is terrible, also the sky is blue. <laughs> so that <laughs> that is certainly true, um, okay, Oh, I always wanted to ask this. So uh, again, Benny G, uh,
1: is it comedian or comic or does it not matter? Uh, both of those work, both of those work, I, I like comedian better. It sounds a little less confusing with Sunday morning comics, but both work,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Are, are there comedians who get offended at one or the other? No, I don't think anybody gets offended at comic, but I do think comedians or comics get offended when people call our material or our sets or our bits skits. I loved your little skit, that is terribly offensive to comedians. Yeah, (laughs) Huh? see, that's why I asked, I don't know why, why? Because skit, it just sounds like a cute little sketch and
2: we're- Yeah, it sounds like something you do in junior high.
1: Exactly, It's like a, we're, we're doing a strong take on something that has an opinion and a perspective and skits are generally, that word is reserved for sketches. For even SNL, you can call that a skit, that's fine, it's a skit show. But a stand up comedian does not do skits, it makes it seem like we're just very presentational, like yeah. we got a ventriloquist dummy up there or something. Yeah,
2: and sketch is even better than skit, yes. but I doubt that people would say that you do sketches. Anyway, yeah, it's. Right. Uh, but it's funny, I won't use the word, uh, Comic on uh, on TCM. Not I would use it to describe a person in your profession, but I, I don't like it whenever it's like a comic actor like that. Right. To me, that then that feels like. Uh, you know, I'd say comedy actor, right? You okay. know, or skilled at comedy, something like that. Or but comedic now, actor, sure, but I don't even like comedic. It's better than comic, but I, I don't. I, but partly it's because no one would conversationally ever use the word comedic. It just wouldn't. Oh, like that. Oh, that thing you said, it was so. Uh, what's the word? Comedic. <laughs> like I think you were. I'd I'd rather have funny, but okay, sure, People are just very, very bad in general at picking up on
1: terms, I guess understandably, of industries they're not part of, but when it's one that's in front of people and you get immediate feedback all the time, like another one comedians hate is is, you know, occasionally I'll host a show. I haven't hosted stand up shows much in recent years because you kind of climb the ladder. But when you host a show and then after the show, the audience comes up to you and, and and says, Oh, you were funny. You should be one of the comedians next time. Ugh. And I'm like, what what were the jokes I was saying that you just said you liked? Were those not stand up comedian jokes? Cuz I'm also (laughs) introducing somebody at the end. It's very frustrating.
2: How about that woman who got up on stage? During that set. Like, was that last week or ten days ago, it was in Texas that sort of she got offended by something that they said and oh, just yeah. got up in the middle of stage at a at a comedy club because something was offensive. I mean, I didn't read into it past the Twitter video and a couple of comments, but but there was that clear sense that she was it was no. She was bothered by it. ergo, I get to stand up in front of a professional who other people have paid to see, who's, you know, working on their crap. again, you're, I mean, it's no different than no different at all than standing up because you don't like the direction of play has taken in the second act. Right. right? Exactly you know, right. <laughs> uh, exactly. you killed right. the daughter and that uh, bothered me. And I think a lot of other people agree with me. And <laughs> I think you should go back and, and redo it. Let's bring her back. Like, it's just, yeah. it's,
1: uh, I have a, a stand up bit about that. That's definitely too inappropriate to tell during this uh, first section of the show today. But it's just amazing how people also will extra heckle a comedian. They're much quicker on the heckled trigger finger when it's political, when someone does a political bit. And there's tons of things that comics say about their sex lives that do not, I'm sure, jive with 90% of the experience of that audience member, but they don't heckle then. But as soon as you mention one thing that's slightly different politically, they immediately have to have their opinion known. And I just did four days of shows in Arizona. I just got back two hours ago. And uh, there was openly, aside from it being a very Republican town, there was open Q, QAnon supporters all over, it was wild.
2: Not at your show, you just mean around? Well,
1: both around at my breakfast place, there was a guy with an American flag shirt that then had a big Q in the middle of it. But then I would tell that story on on stage and I was like, and QAnon, by the way, and several people at three shows I mentioned that go, "Woo!" And then I'm like, "Is the stupidest thing in the world?" And <laughs> then they shut up and didn't really have a comment after I dismantled it very quickly. But uh, it's wild that this is a thing. Where was that, Ben? Phoenix, Arizona. Oh,
0: yeah, that's lovely.
1: Um, so
0: uh, I have a lot. I was going to say the same thing as Ben about theater. I mean, it's it's so funny. Like I. I guess it just developed out of tradition and, and all these years of doing it. But it is a weird tradition that comics are the only people you can heckle. Like what a strange, strange thing, especially because in a sense, you're putting yourself out there way more than anyone else. Because if in a theater, an actor is at least reading someone else's lines. And it's more collaborative and you don't know whether to heckle the director, the writer or the actor. Right, Uh, you know, do you get up and go, Willie Loman, I think you actually are a good salesman. You're not playing this right, (laughs) you're not playing it right, okay?
2: So heckling is a tradition left over. I mean, I don't know where it it began, but I mean, it was rampant in theater in England, right? I mean, sort of throughout, you know, you could heckle, you didn't like something Shakespeare did, you'd heckle it, right? And they'd throw things at the stage. And I think it goes back to the Greeks that audiences would, pur- but it's weird that like we've gotten to the point where, okay, well, you're not going to go see the Book of Mormon and get up on stage or throw things at the actors while they're doing it, right? That's insane. But we have taken from it, nah, comedians, that's fine. That's fair game. We can disrupt their flow, their rhythmic flow by yelling. And obviously, you know, you would work it into your show and some of, you know, I'm sure you feed you're capable of feeding often, I mean the QAnon people couldn't have that moment couldn't be better. QAnon, woo, is the stupidest thing in the world that thank God they heckled at that point or yelled yes. out. But and by uh, the
1: way, by the way, just quickly for an ad break here, speaking of disrupting your rhythmic flow, I've been watching a lot of Fox News late at night and they've got a catheter offered that is hard to refuse if your rhythmic flow is being Disrupted. Please consider the the Johnson catheter. It goes right in there and takes care of business. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you know, I just realized there's one other profession where
0: heckling is not only allowed but encouraged. That's online host. Right. Uh, yeah. right yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they have heck, taken heckling to an art form. There. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, you it, All your ancestors suck, I'm coming to your house and I'm gonna murder you and your goats. Right. Yeah, take heckling and then make it anonymous with an egg for a profile picture, and it gives you quite an emboldened point of view.
0: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But it is—it's now that we're onto it. I'm just kind of amazed by it that like we—we we all take it for granted, like prison rape. Like, you know, like well, obviously, if you go to prison, that's that's where rape is allowed.
2: Like, what? Right. Why? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, why <laughs> isn't it stopped? Like yeah, why should, there's a lot of guards there. Yeah, right. That's yeah, you let's would, prevent it. Yeah.
0: Um, there's bars, there's yeah. like cells, there's a lot of ways. Like you if you would think the one place you could prevent a crime would be inside a prison. That's like, right. Yeah. But apparently they're like, Wow,
1: we threw our hands up a long time ago. There's nothing we could do. <laughs> well, it's wild. It is wild. I spent a whole day in state prison visiting people who were convicted of of murder and accessory to murder. And uh it's, they have an entire world in there. You'd be stunned. I mean, everyone has a cell phone. They alter their little sink in their cell to make a grill under it and they can cook meat under there. They have every drug. They have every kind of music. They have iPhones. They have everything you would imagine. It's pretty wild. So obviously, that's a culture that has been allowed to do that. But I guess they've also just kind of made peace with as long as we can generally maintain peace from like having huge prison riots. They're allowing all kinds of wow. They allow dogs to run rampant. Everybody, <laughs> totally,
2: yeah. I mean, it's they actually do getting
1: heckled. They actually do have dogs in there too. It's wild. Some of the, some of inmates have pets. It's pretty crazy. So I, I'm now obsessed with this new idea of heckling other professions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: you go you go into an engineer and you're like, oh yeah, like that's the right formula, <laughs> knucklehead. <laughs> yeah, why do you just? not build a bridge while you're at him.
2: <laughs> surgeons, right? Yeah, that'd be good to heckle surgeons. Oh Yeah, no yeah. mass though, no mass in there. Right, right. Yeah. you um, call
1: a clean incision. I'm gonna throw some junior mints in there.
2: That's <laughs> right, that's a nice <laughs> reference, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Moondragon wrote in on
0: Super Chat. Uh, I prefer to think of Ben Glebe as owner of Kirk. I so, okay,
1: not something so I ever wanted to own, but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, that's a good new
1: title for you guys. And then ironically, you get to live as a capitalist every day, Ben. <laughs> that's the real dream. <laughs> live as an unfettered capitalist that my parents just feed me money when I need it. Yeah, and you're like, look at all these wonderful things I own like Charlie Kirk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that the thing I've learned today that's been most that I'm most likely to take away is that Charlie Kirk is 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I didn't realize that.
0: That that's why his debate with Hassan was uh, uh, considered
1: the tallest debate in history.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hassan sounds a good sized fellow too.
1: Yeah, I've he's six wanted, I've never wanted to own Charlie Kirk, but if I ever have, have to do a garage sale one day, it might pick me up a dollar or two. So I'm interested. <laughs> well, I I'd,
0: uh, I'd like to be at the at the flea market where you uh, and Sam Cedar are trying to. Negotiate for a trade between Charlie Kirk and Stephen Crowder. <laughs> you guys own each one of those, so I could I could make for a good swap.
2: Uh, by like, the way, I like I like the idea right now, off way right away now of of, of, of uh, online pundit uh, trading cards. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! I yeah. Could yeah. make it like a fifty-two card deck and make them the most wanted online? Ho- Wait a minute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the uh but I think people strokes. would get like a a a genk rookie card from like public access TV. Like that could be worth a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Yep. Wait a minute. Oh, make it an NFT. That's right. right. Well, all of a sudden we're billionaires. Congratulations,
1: yeah. we're all living like capitalists. The That's only right. problem with NFTs it doesn't come with a stick of bubble gum,
2: unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was some uh, unsatisfying uh, food product, the uh, bubble gum and carbs. Yes, That's it was. Not Hardest, the, yeah. gum. Hardest yeah. gum ever. Yeah, <laughs> Five, But three. now you
0: made me nostalgic yeah. for it. I kind of want it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a gum cracker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to go. We got to go. We got a whole nother episode for the members. And there we can curse. You pay, we curse. Hey, look. <laughs> okay, we try to please. tyt.com slash join and become a member. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you could hit the join button below uh, and um, we'll see you in the member section.